Well, hello there. Hey, hey. Welcome to Let's Try Adulting. On this podcast, we learn, laugh, heal, and don't give a fuck by being unapologetically an adult. On this podcast, there are no stupid questions or judgment. We talk about a variety of adulting. We talk about life, money, sex, spirituality, food, healing ourselves, growth, and of course, all the monsters that live under our adulting beds. Because honestly, are we even doing adulting right? This sounds like the podcast for you. I encourage you to join me, your host, Jakara Davis, right here every week on Wednesdays at noon. And as always, mindset is everything. Let's try fucking adulting. So hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode on Let's Try Adulting. I'm loving these episodes and where we're going. I have to re- actually record a few more. It might be today or tomorrow. I like to record on the weekends, so we shall see. Um, but they relate to this episode um, because we have unintentionally started talking about like the woo-woo side of things. And I have seen this progress through in my personal life and my business just over the last few weeks. So today we have a guest, Monica, um, also falls under the woo-woo, but we're going to be talking about shadow work. And I'm very curious about this because this is something that I want to start um, or I'm not really, I'm not really even sure like the questions. So uh, we're going to talk about like what it is and uh, who is Monica and what she does and where you can find out more information about her. Um, but in how she works with the moon, I recently, I say recently, my recently is like within the past five years, um, have learned that I also operate more with the moon. It's just relaxing. And I know that I'm not overwhelmed and operating on like a month's schedule. So you do you, boo, <laughs> and whatever works for you in your schedule. Um, so thank you, Monica, so much for joining me on the podcast of Let's Try Adulting. I'm excited to get started and excited to see where the conversation leads us. So um, if you can just say hi and tell us who you are um, and what you're all about. Yes, thank you so much. It's so fun to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to hear more about your woo-woo adventures in your life and business. <laughs> that sounds great. So yes, my name's Monica DeVitri. I'm a lunar coach and I'm also an artist and a former art teacher. So I mix all these things together and work mostly with women. It's not exclusive to women, but feminine identifying beings to really help to work more with their feminine energy and really lean into their feminine energy. And working with the moon specifically is really awesome for this because the moon operates on this 29 and a half day cycle every month. And it's like you said, it's a little bit more of a relaxed way of doing things. Um, We're so used to the solar rhythms of every day and, you know, getting things done on our regular Gregorian calendar and when we work with a lunar calendar there's a lot more spaciousness for the rising and the falling so it's really fun to work with it and yeah I'm I'm really excited to talk about it I love talking about this stuff (laughs) I I guess I should be more specific because I know the moon is like 30 days but mine is like the two weeks so with the new moon to full moon, full moon to new moon. That's that's what I mean. My, I, mm-hmm. I, I told my, my friend's fiance, it's, it's weird to say that now, but I, I told him like, um, I always feel like I know when like, it's almost a new moon and when it's almost a full moon. And I just like, look at my phone. It's like, oh yeah, it's like tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like, that's how I operate. It's like two weeks at a time. Anything more, mm-hmm. it's like kind of overwhelming. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, those are like the halves of the lunar cycle right there. Yeah, yeah. Like the waxing cycle would be the new moon to the full moon, and then the waning cycle would be the full moon to the next new moon. And the energies are definitely shifting all the time, but there are kind of an there's an overarching theme in that waxing cycle of the energy building, and then mm-hmm. an overarching theme in the waning cycle of the energy kind of coming down. So yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. Okay. Um, so can you tell me a little bit like about the, the people that, that you serve and you connect with? 
Um, I also have a question that you mentioned you were a lunar coach. Could you explain a little bit more of what that is for someone else that's like, I don't know what the heck you guys are talking about? Yeah, it's a little bit of a made up thing. Um, <laughs> I, I have found some other people who are also calling themselves lunar coaches. Um, I came to using the moon as the primary modality that I'm working with um, kind of in a roundabout way. I knew that I wanted to incorporate yoga and art. Mm -hmm. And when I got started on my business journey, it was going to be focused more towards moms because I was a new mom and Mm -hmm. I was coming out of a job that was really hectic and stressful and realizing I was going to be transitioning away from that. And I had worked with the moon in my yoga practice for years, um, but then I started working really closely with the moon and it just started to become a lifestyle for me and something that I really was just so deeply moved by. And I didn't expect that my business would then like be primarily about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just kind of the direction that things went. Um, So the women that I work with are coming to me from all angles. And that's the cool thing about the moon is it's not, it's not around, you don't have to work with one specific thing. It's not like, Mm -hmm. okay, you can come here and work with me and I'll help you with your business or your love life or Mm -hmm. getting your house in order or anything. Um, those are just like three examples of the many things that you could work on because it's all about the cycle of transformation and getting really clear on what you want and taking those inspired actions. And then I know we're going to be talking about shadow work. So also being really willing to sit with those parts of yourself that maybe aren't as, you know, on the surface and, as much parts of yourself that you would think to embrace and just embracing that wholeness. So I just would say that I work with women who want to affect transformation in their lives in a really deep way, because it's a really deep practice and it's a cyclical practice. So it's not something that it's like, okay, here's the steps one through five, and then you're done. And Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. it. It's like, whether you continue to work with me or continue to do this work on your own. It's a lifelong practice of just continuing to deepen because every time you come back to it, you can go that next layer and that next layer. And there's always more layers. So yeah, as a lunar coach, I guide women in this process. So I do work with women one-on-one and I help them to really define what some of these transformations are that they're seeking, because Mm -hmm. that's what I find a lot is we're all so busy and there's so many (laughs) things pulling on our attention that a lot of times people don't even really know what it is that they want to transform or what they want to move towards until we really sit with that. Um, so we will look at the natal chart as well and notice kind of, you know, where is your natal moon and meaning just like, where was the moon when you were born? Mm-hmm. Where is that in relationship to the rest of your chart? And then talking through some of these different things and kind of uncovering, okay, what are some of the deeper drives that you're really working with? And, then moving forward from there. So for example, right now I have a client who's really working to embody her feminine within her work and within her relationships and um, really merging that with the spiritual within herself. So just as an example. Yeah, that's why I wanted you to be on this podcast with adulting rather than the business side, because like, like, yeah, so like your, your business has stuff to do with it and, and it helps and it influences you, but this is more of like, what do you actually want as a person? So this is a part of mm-hmm. the adulting journey as well. And I have found that I have learned a lot about myself just through the moon and astrology and just like learning in general. Yeah. So um, that's why I wanted you to be on this podcast. Thank so thank you. you. So yeah. um, um, one question before we talk about shadow work. How did you get into astrology or like the aspects of astrology with the moon? Yeah, so it really was just an intuitive pull towards it. Um, Like I kind of touched on before, 
I was coming out of a hectic job situation Mm -hmm. and I had gone back to work after having my son Mm -hmm. and I was just so out of touch with myself and depleted on so many levels and I you know people ask me this all the time but I can't remember like one moment where I was like oh now I'm gonna like start doing this and work with the moon it was more just like I think I was really like I was really interested in the word flow and that's in my business name and -hmm. just in finding flow and how we can drop into more of a flow state with our Mm -hmm. lives and um, just started to look to the larger cycles around us that we are a part of. And the moon was just a cycle that I've been really inspired by for a long time, but not in a way where I was like working closely with it. So just really starting to tune into that and tap into that and then learn more about that. And the more I learned, the more it really was all just fitting together um, with being able to apply that larger container to my yoga practice, to my art practice, to my practice of how I mother and how I hold space for myself to rest and how I grow my business and all of these different things. It's just this really beautiful template for growth in a way that's like holding space for all angles of that. Um, I think so much work in the personal growth world is very linear and it's very Mm. focused on adding more things and like a new system and a new thing to do and a new way to do it and try this way or go over to this webinar or whatever and there's so much good stuff there and I love absorbing all that information and I'm you know constantly in courses and learning and working with mentors and stuff and um, that's all really wonderful but I think the piece that's often neglected in some of that is really holding space for that waning energy of, Mm. you know, letting things kind of sift out and come back down so that we can start (laughs) again from a really whole and integrated place and keep moving forward in a way that's um, not going to burn us out. So I like the progression that I've seen like with your business so people don't know I've worked with Monica before but just like watching like your podcast and like the direction of your business I'm like this sounds this sounds amazing so I I've I've loved it (laughs) you seem very um not to say that you weren't like calm before but you feel you do feel like it looks like you're in the flow like that's the vibe that I get from you now that's the goal thank you so much (laughs) and yeah, I'm currently like taking an Instagram break right now. So I really try to live what I'm teaching as well. And we're in the waning cycle right now. I think the quarter moon was yesterday. Um, mm. So we're, we're in that last week of the moon cycle now. And I am really trying to hold that space for myself to really, you know, get quieter. And I do a lot of card pools. I have all these different decks that I work with. And I want to start getting into that. <laughs> yes, I love it. I'm so here to talk about that stuff anytime. Um, and I've been working with this beautiful archetypes deck by Kim Kranz. And it's just been so powerful. Like I continue to get readings that are really around going into these like deeper darker places that we often don't want to sit with and doing that work of going into that dark place and being willing to sit with that and see what's there and bring some light to some of that stuff and not be afraid of those parts of ourselves um, that we might try to push away and Mm just holding space for that as, as all the parts of ourselves and just getting really honest with that. So this is a great segue because to me, how I first thought shadow work was like 
something that was really scary it has the name shadow in it and it, it has the name a little work. scary yeah <laughs> I was like that's scary work I don't want to I don't think I really want to do that and you say I'm going to learn about myself I, I don't know about this so um yeah. <laughs> that's what I first You're initially so thought yeah but now so I see it as something it's like it is a play like a foundation for this is the way that I think and this is the way that I would like to better myself. So what do I need to look at to um, help with that transformation? So I would love to hear your point on what is shadow work. So like, say like, I'm a newbie because I, I, I still kind of am and I, I don't really know. I've heard people journal about it and burn like papers and I'm like, I don't know. I just, I just yeah. want to know more about it. So I have I a very basic foundation of it. So what is shadow work um, to all the new people? Yeah, I feel like shadow work is very much like a buzzword these days, like, and it's something that's thrown around in a lot of memes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And just like, in a really like, you know, a way that's not necessarily giving you too much information about it. So Mm -hmm. like you said, it could feel like a scary thing, like, ooh, shadow and work. I don't want to go into those (laughs) darker places. Um, So the word, (coughs) the shadow self, it was coined by Carl Jung um, in like early 20th century. And it's just the unconscious. So that's like another way to think about it. And we all have unconscious drives and patterns that are playing out all the time. And when we look at those and we're willing to really get into that, into that place and just really be there with it, then that's when we can bring some of those things to light and start to understand like, okay, where do these triggers come from? Like, why do I have this recurring, you know, sticky spot around X, Y, Z and really start to just get into some of those things. Um, And Carl Jung has a quote, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So it's like, we all have this stuff going on and playing out under the surface. And like I mentioned, like we live in like a waxing cycle energy. So much of the time Mm -hmm. we live in this, like, let's keep going. Let's just keep it up. Let's, you know, let's keep our vibes up. Let's keep moving ahead and everything. And it's Mm like, that's all great. But if we're not willing to embrace the fact that there are unconscious drives and there are things that are going on beneath the surface, we're going to be held down by those things um, without um, being willing to really hold space for them. So. So what do you mean by an unconscious drive? Like I'm familiar with the, the, the unconscious like the subconscious like like here I'm, I'm conscious and this is like what mm-hmm. I think and the subconscious is the thoughts that I continue to tell myself like yeah this is the one that is most common I am not trying to offend anyone I promise but that I like with your weight it's related to your weight or your health or something that's very common and you call yourself like fat or like I used to tell myself because I stopped reading god you care you're just being you're just stupid you don't have to know how to spell words anymore you're just stupid but saying that to myself consciously sinks into my subconscious. So changing that has been very powerful to me. But what do you mean by um, when you say like the, the unconscious drive, what do you mean by that? What is, what is an unconscious, unconscious drive? Yeah. So you really hit on an important piece of that answer that it's like those limiting beliefs or just those things that kind of run on autopilot that were just like, oh, I'm just like that. Like for me, like I grew up in a kind of like chaotic, messy house. And some of those things carried with me into my adult life until I was like, wait, that's just like a story that's like running that I, you know, it's in my unconscious that I just think that I'm someone who, you know, struggles to keep my space clean Mm. until I was like, you know what? I don't think that's how I want to live. I think I want to like, look at that and just like be willing to recognize that. So yeah, it can come out in (laughs) limiting beliefs. um, And that can lead to like self-sabotaging behaviors of Mm. like, maybe instead of, you know, making my bed I would just like never make my bed or like 
you know, instead of like keeping my car nice and clean, I would just like let it get really, really messy to the point where it's like stressing me out. Mm. And so it's like those (laughs) things that we do that we're like, why do I do that? And it's like, why do you, why do you do that? Right? Like, let's look at it because you don't have to keep doing that. Like we don't have to keep repeating the behaviors that are not leading us in the direction that is in alignment with where we want to go. Um, and that's why it's so important to take a look at some of those actions and behaviors, because that's how a lot of this stuff will play out, um, whether that's in your the way that you're talking to yourself or the way that you're talking to other people or like mm-hmm. actual things that you're doing. Um, like the example of like having like a messy house, like just feeling this feeling of like, oh, well, that's just the way it is. It just has to be that way. So then you kind of just like, without looking at, okay, why is this happening? You know? And like, this has been something that I've really been like working with in the last few years. And I'm finally like starting to get a hold on it. And it's like, we have to be so compassionate with ourselves at the same time, Mm -hmm. because like having been someone who grew up in a chaotic kind of messy household like it was on some level for me like that was where I was comfortable Mm. you know and when we do something new it might not be comfortable Mm -hmm. and it might feel really hard and my brain's gonna be like no 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 you don't need to make your bed yeah like no 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 don't worry about putting your clothes away it's fine it's really okay you should do something else instead or like "Eh, just don't you don't need to carry that trash in from your car today you can just do that when you clean Mm -hmm. your car like in two weeks Mm -hmm. and until I started to really look at that and be like no it's not that hard to make my bed it's not that hard to change my sheets every week it's not that hard to put my clothes away you know and now I'm saying this stuff and I'm like how was I a functioning adult that wasn't doing this stuff but it's like we all have those things whether it's you know coming out like that or in another way where it's like hmm if I'm really going to get honest with myself the way that I'm behaving in this situation or in this part of my life or in this relationship or whatever it is is that how I want to be behaving or is that just something that's happening quote unquote like Mm -hmm. it's just and those are like the unconscious drives like the is that just something that I'm saying like you know that's just the way it is and again to repeat that quote like until you make the unconscious conscious it will direct your life and you will call it fate you will just say that is the way it is it's always going to be that way. I can't help it, but it's like, you can, you, you know, it might be always a challenge. It might always be something that you have to work with forever. Um, but it gets easier. And the more that we bring that stuff to light, the less scary it is. Cause you mentioned like, sounds scary too. And it's like, you know, some of the stuff that might come up with this kind of stuff, like it might be scary. And that's why, Mm -hmm. like, if someone's going to be doing shadow work or really trying to get into this kind of work, like I am not a therapist and Mm -hmm. I will always encourage someone to also be working with a therapist because some of the stuff that will come up is stuff that may have been repressed for a really long time and may be, you know, not something that you are comfortable even like sitting with and Mm -hmm. if that's the case all the more important to let it surface but to do that in a container where you feel really safe and with someone who's there to really process through that stuff with you this is this gives me even more reason to start therapy uh, as I journey into shadow work I I use what I like yeah I use what I like to call um self therapy and I go at my own pace (laughs) because I don't want to hurt myself but I think that um the subconscious drives and how it relates and like the things that it brings up it is it's a lot I'm not trying to scare anyone like please just go go at your own pace honestly find a therapist um but at the same time, don't be ashamed of the things that come up. And I can see my greatest transformation in cleaning my car because my past car was just horribly messy. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah. now, like every time like, I go to get gas, like, you go to get gas like every three or four days, I know to like clean out my car, like take things out of my house or have a basket mm-hmm. in there so you can dump stuff in there to take inside. 
So um, there's a lot of things that I'm excited to get into of why I do the way or why I do things the way I do it and know that it's not just me that I don't I don't want to do this so it's not just me that it's like there's, there's a deep reason and we can get over this and overcome it and yeah. you can learn more about yourself so yeah I, you're never stuck like if you're not happy yeah. with the way that things are going then there are always ways to get into that and start to affect change and some of it can happen so fast mm-hmm. like and some of it t- does take time. And again, that's why I really love working with the moon with this stuff, because it's this cosmic timer that really holds the pace for us and says, mm-hmm. okay, like, you know, now we're going to be working on intention setting. Now we're going to be mm-hmm. working on releasing. All right, so let's start the cycle over and whatever you didn't get done last time, let's, let's do it again. Do it again. And <laughs> let's just try it again. Because it is very like, forgiving. <laughs> so forgiving and you know she's been doing the same thing for like I don't know millions of years or billions of years I'm like not great with like remembering numbers Mm, yeah yeah (laughs) but like about as old as the earth is like what what the scientists say like how old the moon is and it's just very cool to think about that and you know there's a lot of cycles in nature that really sync up with the moon Mm. and um you know, women's menstrual cycles will often sync up with the moon and just these deeper level things that are just on this more of a like relaxed timeline of like Mm. ebb and flow than what we often are, you know, seeing in our day-to-day grind as people call it. Like, I don't (laughs) want to do the grind. Like, (laughs) I'm not there for the grind I want to be relaxing (laughs) I want to be like in the flow and don't get me wrong like I'm a very hard worker when I'm like you know eyes on the prize like doing the work like getting it done but yeah I think when we try to just keep that forward motion without taking the time to do some of this deeper work and I love that it's called shadow work too because it's like it is work like you do need to do the work like you need to be willing to show up and be willing to be challenged and be uncomfortable and you know look some of this stuff like with your eyes on it and just say okay like what is actually going on here and I'm here you know show me (laughs) yeah just that willingness so I asked my spirit guides for that like show me what I I need to work on um so with your unconscious drives and shadow work how do you begin to be well okay so you're aware of your unconscious drives and like the things you need to work on um how would you incorporate that into the start of shadow work so maybe this is something that I I need to do, or I I don't know. This is the part where (laughs) my question kind of starts, but it doesn't have an ending. Yeah. So do you mean like, how would you get started in kind of integrating some of that stuff? Yeah. Like how would I, I guess, like go about resolving or working on my unconscious drives with shadow work? Like how would I start that process? Yeah. So I think it like, to begin, I would just begin by just holding that space, like create time in your schedule and in your busy life to just sit with your emotions, whether that's through journaling or through meditating Mm. or however you like to really just tune in and say like, how am I actually doing right now? Um, Mm. And working with the moon as a daily practice, especially when it's paired with meditation and journaling, awesome way to do this because it's just a great way to tune into all these different aspects of our life experience because the moon moves through all 12 horoscope signs every month and with each one there's like different flavors of the energy that we're working with and then um for your personal chart as well the moon's going to be moving through all 12 houses of your chart And this is something that I work on with my one-on-one clients to kind of talk about, okay, you know, this is what they're working on and, you know, what times of the month would be a great time to focus on X, Y, Z and to kind of feel into these things. And then, um, 
and I have a moon membership as well, where I put out a journaling thing every month, like a, a workbook that has prompts to just kind of tune in throughout the month because working with the moon like the moon rules the unconscious in mm-hmm. in astrology um and it's all about like your emotional drives so mm-hmm. at, like following the moon and noticing just like your emotions in relationship I like to think of it like a mirror and mm-hmm. it's just a mirror to whatever's going on for you and just note like Anytime we choose to focus on anything, it becomes a lens through which we're going to then understand our experience. So if we know, you know, the moon is in Aries today, okay, like there might be more of like a fiery, flashy kind of feeling with emotions. Hmm, am I noticing any of my emotions coming up in that way? Just for example. Um, And then with that, I would say really practicing radical acceptance. Um, Carl Jung is also quoted with saying with with, um, what we resist persists, which has become like very, you know, well-known phrase because it's so true. It's like, if you're like, oh, oh, I'm noticing this like flashy emotion, but I don't feel that way. I'm cool. Mm -hmm. I'm calm. I'm chill. But beneath the surface, you're like, I'm freaking out right now. Like, I'm not okay. It's like find a time in your day to just be like cool like why am I not okay you know Mm -hmm. just really just like notice that um and then I would say like really asking yourself better questions to try to help you get to the root of that trigger um instead of just being okay with being like oh I'm not okay because someone scraped my car and that really pissed me off and now I'm not okay. It's like, yeah, like I'd be pissed too, but like, is there something else that might be in play here? Um, And then I would also say like not identifying with it. So instead of saying like, I'm angry, saying like, I'm noticing anger. Mm -hmm. Um, and just like allowing that to be um, without the need to really like identify with that as who you are. I'm writing down. I'm writing I know that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, I, I'm a natural, I'm a person that naturally asks a lot of questions. So asking better questions to myself and better quality questions. Uh, I think that's where I'm going to start. Um, I do, not consistently, but I do meditate. This is for the, the other lazy people out there. If you want to intro to meditating, when you first wake up, you know you don't want to get up and you know you're going to lay there like another 10 minutes. And I just think about like all the intentions I want for the day and then uh-huh. like future things that like I, I intently want. So like last mm-hmm. night, my fiance and I, we talked about our house like in depth. So now I'm adding that into my meditation. I'm going to think about it and we'll clear the walls. Like that's part of my meditation, but also journaling. I do like writing it down. So actually asking questions of myself and then why do I feel this way? And then it coming up. And that's, that's awesome. Okay. So shadow work as we break it down is not as scary as we <laughs> first thought it was. Yeah, um, it's really not. <laughs> So question about why do, I don't know if this is something you do, but why do people, I guess, burn their papers or can you just throw them away? Do you have to do anything to your paper at all? Um, I, I like bonfires, so more than likely I will just end up burning like all yeah. those out. But um, what, what, ha- what have you seen or is it, is it normal? yeah to burn stuff Mm. I love burning stuff it's so good (laughs) so I connect with that practice so much because I think it's also like a really ancient thing like we've been lighting fires you know our ancestors like you know kept warm with fires and everything and also fire as an element really is so transformative and when we offer something to the fire we're transforming that into whatever else it needs to transform into. So I always burn, um, at the full moon, I always write 
like a forgiveness and release list of like anything that is like maybe stuck in my body of like, you know, this person triggered me or this thing happened or, you know, it can, you can go way back as far as you remember. And sometimes I'll write the same thing, you know, multiple moon cycles in a row, because it's like, sometimes it's just going to keep coming back up. Um, And at some point, like usually these things like are able to fully clear and I have learned like other tools, like I've been working with crystals a lot lately and just like other energetic clearing tools that have been really helpful in tandem with this. Um, So like forgiving and releasing and then also cultivating gratitude and really just filling Mm -hmm. up on that feeling of gratitude and then offering both of those to the fire and whether I do it like actually under the light of a full moon or if I sometimes I'll just do it like in the daytime because that's when I'm you know able to go out and burn stuff Mm -hmm. um I love it I'm like my neighbor is a cop and I love doing witchy stuff (laughs) in my yard I'm like out there with my sage and like charging on my crystals and like hula hooping and he's like I don't know what's going on over there like what is she doing (laughs) he literally does like look at his back door sometimes I'll be like hey you can join me man (laughs) just me (laughs) but yeah I would say like alchemy comes to mind as a word of just that process of like really just like transformation and just like I call what I do with people lunar inspired transformation Um, and transformation on a whole to me doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna like change something outwardly about their life um often it does result in outward changes, but that transformation is more of a like deep soul type transformation of really coming more into alignment by letting go of what doesn't serve and holding space for fresh things to come in. I I have, I have a question, deep soul transformation, and then I'm going to put a heart. (laughs) Um, So you had, oh, okay. So with with burning paper because I already know I'm going to do this um in wow. burning under the full moon do you write write them down leading up to the full moon do you do it all in one setting under the full moon can I collect them in a jar <laughs> sure yeah you can you can do it however it feels right to you like okay. I think ritual and release work and any kind of practices are all going to be so individual for every person mm-hmm. I personally do a ritual every full moon and write those things down and burn them to release but then I also do a lot more burning in the waning cycle because like the whole waning cycle is like so much an energy of release because the moon has peaked at full moon and the energy is now I like to think of it like the exhale like the waxing cycle is the inhale and then we're at the full breath and then it's the exhale so it's just this energy of like continuing to kind of dig into the shadows and also like as the moon gets darker like the last few days of the moon cycle are actually called the dark moon Mm -hmm. and historically this was a time when people would feel a little bit uneasy because it was like things Mm -hmm. are actually dark the sky is dark I can't see and it started to really be tied with you know death and you know the end of things and the reality is it's just part of the life cycle that's in all living things. Like we all are going through transformations. Like the cells in our body are all new as of like the last seven years, like because Mm -hmm. old things are always moving through and always transmuting into something new. So yeah, I would say burn things whenever you feel like it, um, especially in the waning cycle, because you want to release, release, release. And Anytime that you feel like you're holding on to something that you're like, you know what, this is not serving me that it would feel really good to just like, let this weight go like, I've often heard it described as like, you know, carrying like the stories of our life and all the challenges that we've been through as like bricks in a backpack or something like anytime you want to like put down that backpack and like let something go like, go for it. and just know that the moon energy is going to be 
helping you with that and you can co-create with that moon energy anytime and the energy is really going to be in that come down and release type space anytime during the waning cycle I can see okay I can see myself writing them down on slips of paper and just storing them in a jar and then just one by one just burn and just release burn it feels so good (laughs) I know my um (coughs) excuse me my sorority sister, she says she burns hers, her shadow work, and she keeps a book. And her, her book is beautiful. It's like a leather-bound book. And then she just rips it out, just satisfying, and burns it. So I was like, oh, that sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. But, but yeah, okay. Um, awesome. <laughs> so now that like we've worked on shadow work, and you know what to do and everything. So is there like anything the recovery process or the coming out process or just being like aware and sitting in that and it's like okay I did it what does what does that look like should I drink water should I I I don't know yeah yeah. (laughs) I mean definitely drink water drink lots of water all the time it's always so good for any kind of like clearing and stuff as well um and I think it's important to note too that any kind of spiritual work where we're really bringing up, you know, repressed emotions and memories and things that maybe are going to be uncomfortable to know that that releasing process might be uncomfortable and it might not feel amazing in the process. You Mm -hmm. might be crying, you might be yelling, you might (laughs) need to dance, you might need to like hit your pillow, you might need to go for a run. Like, move that energy in any way that you know how um tapping is really good are you familiar with tapping um I don't know if I like I bounce my leg I used to like have a rubber band that I would snap like just to be like yeah. oh okay I, I remember this I'm sitting in it and I'm here and I'm conscious and grounded but um, if, what, what is, what is tapping? For yeah, there's an know? actual technique, um, EFT tapping. I think it stands for emotional freedom technique. I hope mm, I didn't make okay. that up, but you literally are tapping on different parts of your body to really start to like clear and release. And it's a really good tool to use when you are sitting in a kind of yucky emotion. Um, because it's not like, like if we think that we need to just like feel good and be happy and like be really in this elevated state constantly, we're lying to ourselves because Mm -hmm. we're not going to be there constantly. But the work is to notice when you are in a lower state and be able to say, okay, I'm going to like look this in the eye and move my energy in a way that's going to shift me out of this and back into my more elevated state where I love to be, because that's where I can, you know, pour my love and work into the world in a way that feels really good to me Um, because we've all been in a in a moment where it was like vibes are getting you down and it's hard to do anything and and it can be really hard and sometimes it's okay to just spend a little bit of time in that space as long as you're really going to be mindful about it you know I think the challenge is when we get in a in a cycle where it's like okay, like I noticed this thing, it made me mad. Now I'm upset. Now I'm stuck here. Now it's going to be a bad day, you know? And just like that continual, like negative thought leads to the negative thought. Mm. Um, Abraham Hicks has this thing called the emotional guidance scale that I think is such a helpful tool for this kind of work because at the bottom of the emotional guidance scale, there's like despair and hopelessness and like, yeah, I know what you're talking about yeah like you know like the pits and like we've all been there at moments of our lives um and the task is not to jump to the top like you don't want to jump all the way from like feeling like you're in a place of despair to like oh well now I'm joyful yay it's like because that's that is what spiritual bypassing is, right? That is when we just try to say like, oh, like even though I was there, now I'm just gonna come right up here and it's I can just go past all these other things and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the task is to choose the next higher emotion. So for any of our listeners who are curious about this, I would definitely check that out. Just type in Abraham Hicks emotional guidance scale and just kind of notice where you're falling in, you know, most of your daily life and asking the question, like, can I move to the next higher emotion? And just thinking of it like, it's not going to be necessarily a linear process. Like you might go up and then you might flip back down. And depending on what real stuff is going on, like it might not be possible for you to be in a pure state of love and joy in this very moment. But just to know that those emotions are accessible and we always have the opportunity to shift from where we are and shift into a place that feels better. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing this a while ago like triangles are my favorite shape so I'm <laughs> when I saw it I was like oh a triangle so I, I remember seeing it very clearly and it was like color-coded and I know um this was like a couple a couple months ago where I found Abraham Hicks and I was like binging content and I remember seeing it so I know exactly what you're talking about um I'll try to find one or a video or something to link it down below for everyone awesome um, in the show notes as well um Okay, so with the, I know, I know that shadow work never ends <laughs> because we are constantly learning, but when you start to see like those, those milestones and you're seeing like the transformations in yourself, um, this is where the part of like gratitude comes in. So how do you express the gratitude of going through the shadow work, even if it's like hard like I'm talking about hard hard like crying on the bathroom floor hard how do you express gratitude for those small moments of shadow work and also like the bigger this almost killed me moments of shadow work yeah I would just say like so much self-compassion and so much self-love and just really holding that space for yourself and honoring yourself that you're willing to go there and also remembering that as you integrate all these parts of your experience, the more you're willing to do that, the more you're going to become more integrated overall. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's not in vain, it's not like you mm-hmm. just did this just to do it. Um, but that in doing that, then like the next time said trigger arises, like you will be able to process through that a little bit better and a little bit better. And um, yeah, to just know that, like you said, like the work is never fully done. Like there's always going to be another layer. Um, But then on another level, it's like the more that we are willing to sit with it and go through this, like our like baseline it does kind of like lift over time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you might be in one kind of general feeling right now or like general number on that emotional guidance scale. And then as you are tapping into some of this stuff and being willing to do this work, like you might slide down a little bit and then you go a little bit more up and then you might slide down a little bit again and then you go a little bit more up. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that that like baseline feeling of how you are, moving through the world like you will start to feel lighter because every time that we are actually releasing this stuff it's like releasing those backpacks or those bricks or that you know Mm -hmm. concrete that we're carrying around that's you know holding us down because we're saying I'm not going to look at that because it's scary or I'm not going to look at that because it hurts and again like making sure to do it in a container where you feel supported um, and where you're really validated in how you're feeling because it's like yeah it can be uncomfortable but I think just remembering that every time we are willing to journey into the depths of our psyche and the depths of you know our drives and our triggers and process through some of that we're always going to come out a little bit lighter on the other side yeah I will say I will agree with that because I always do feel lighter after working through something or acknowledging an emotion it's like why do I feel like that 
So mm-hmm. I've done shadow work. I just didn't know I was doing shadow work. So, yeah. But now I'm going to actually be more aware of doing it. And it's going to be fun with fire. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so um, I want to ask you a question that I ask everyone else that as a guest that comes on this podcast. Yeah. Um, you can relate it to shadow work or your own personal experience. Um, but um, I, I have learned, I learned quite a bit. I took great notes as well uh, for the shadow work. But what does adulting mean to you, uh, you, Monica? What does adulting mean to you? Mm, love this question. Um, I would say adulting to me means being willing to embrace the wholeness of life and not just follow the... Um, like the unconscious drives and triggers really of like what would pull us into maybe a negative space. Um, For example, um, my moon is in Pisces in my natal chart and Pisces moon energy is extremely empathic and extremely sensitive to energy and sometimes can get really depleted because of maybe like feeling too much and feeling really like stuck in those feelings um and this is something that I have embraced now and I've started to look at some of the ways that (coughs) I was maybe numbing my feelings um and not really facing those feelings from a whole hold on my computer started to like transcribe what I'm doing <laughs> it's getting really distracting I'm just gonna close that it's a sign. <laughs> um so yeah I think just like looking at that and then like embracing that and you know turning that into something that can really be used to my benefit instead of something that I feel just is the way that I am. Like I used to really feel like I would get pulled down in a spiral of emotion. And I was Mm. like, well, this is just where I am. And it just is what it is, you know? And I um, would use substances in a way that was like really numbing to my emotions and not really from an empowered place of like I'm doing this because this is a choice and Mm. now at this point in my life like I've made some hard decisions about certain substances that don't serve me well because I'm like you know what if the whole purpose of that is to like feel less then yeah that's not serving me because like I need to be more in my feelings and more you know willing to be in touch with that stuff so now I have like a super dedicated meditation practice and um I will like intentionally use plant medicine occasionally but like not drinking alcohol um as a personal choice because that was something that was just like you know numbing me from really being open to energy and open to the fullness of the experience and at this point to me adulting is all around like just wanting to embrace that wholeness and embrace, you know, the good and the bad and the hard stuff and the beautiful stuff and just mm-hmm. recognize that things are always changing no matter what. So mm-hmm. just being present. I've heard multiple people have um, different, like, oh no, for some reason of I why. can't hear you. Oh, hello. Um, hello <laughs> I don't know what happened all of a sudden I can't hear you um can, I'm just gonna switch yeah um, yeah okay okay so while Monica switches um I have I have loved this conversation I'm gonna ask her one more question while she gets connected again I can hear you now I think my airpods maybe died or something okay <laughs> um <laughs> I, I was saying I've heard multiple people have like different reasons of why they stop drinking alcohol and they all have it related to energy and stuff. I like wine too much, so I might be slow to that that wagon, but <laughs> right now this that's my choice. Um, but last question I want to ask you before we tell everyone um, like where you can be found and everything. 
So I'm very, I, I know what my moon is, but I'm very curious on how you see it. <laughs> and if this is perceived as um, myself, I guess, to other people. So I am a Scorpio moon and any other Scorpio moons that are listening, you should definitely connect with me. We are awesome. Um, so what does, what, how do you perceive that? Yeah. So Scorpio is like a really like depth of transformation type energy. Um, and the moon being related to your emotions means that you maybe feel more comfortable than some people do, like going into yeah. some of those deeper places of your I do. <laughs> I think it's fun. <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. And to embrace that. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. And like our moon does often give us some really interesting clues to how we emote and how we mm. like move through our emotional part of our world. I'm a very emotional person, but as a Scorpio, I also don't like being an emotional person. So it's like a... Are you a Scorpio sun as well? Yes. A sun, moon, rising. There, There's like so much. Scorpio. Yes. I like. I could tell you exactly, but there's... A, I know those three, and then I think there's like three other ones. I'm a very Scorpio-centered person. So... I see it a lot in myself and as I've learned about astrology and like what I continue to learn I'm like oh that makes a lot of sense so I'm a very um, intuitive but in tune with myself person which is difficult and hard and scary but also fun and adventurous at the same time (laughs) I entertain myself so much (laughs) amazing (laughs) all right uh, so as you close this out, uh, thank you, Monica, so much. I've taken great notes and I'm probably will be asking you questions um, later, but I'm excited to start my shadow work mostly because it's with fire and I can burn things. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> where can everyone find you, um, especially if they want to work with you more? Uh, where can they find you on all across the internet? Yeah, so it's Flow Mamas everywhere, F-L-O-W-M-A-M-A-S. I'm most active on Instagram, not at the moment, but by the time this releases, I will be back in action there. Um, That's kind of the only one. Like, I have the name on all the other socials, but I'm not really there. So Instagram is where to find me and reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Um, if you would like to work with me, you can do that through my website. I have an, a short application for one-on-one coaching, um, just to kind of make sure that it might be a good fit before we chat. Um, and you can find that through my website and, um, it's really just a few questions for you to think about in terms of what is the transformation that you are hoping to work on um and then we would do a clarity call after that and then we would talk about options for that and I also have a membership that is going to be reopening late July so um if that coincides with the release of this episode it does (laughs) (laughs) so yes that's called the moonlit membership and that is I call it your hub for lunar inspired transformation so I teach um, two workshops a month for the new moon and the full moon themed around the energy of that lunation with art and yoga and meditation and journaling and breath work um And I also put out a workbook every month exclusive for my members that has prompts for you to think about kind of how your emotions are moving through the cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have guest experts come in and teach on different topics that relate to the moon in different ways. So there's all that. And then I also have my podcast that I I was going to say your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So that's called Lunar Inspired, the Flow Mamas podcast. Um, And I release episodes on that for each new and full moon themed to the energy of that newer full moon. So that's that's where to find me. Yeah, yeah, I love being a lunar coach. So I would love to hear from you, even if you just have like a a follow up question about something that we talked about um, or anything like that, like 
DM me. I would love to get in touch and hear what you're working on. Absolutely. Um, because I, I, I like to bring guests on the podcast um, so you guys can expand your knowledge as well. But please, by all means, go out and um, interact with them and, and reach and DM them and ask the questions. I can't ask all the questions for you, but ask the questions. Um, and your website is flowbombas.com. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And all of her links and everything will be down in the show notes, everyone. Um, be sure that if you go say hi to Monica, tell her that you came from this podcast episode. This was awesome. And I hope that everyone learned um, as much about shadow work or at least like a foundational way of how to get started and what works for you. And yeah, so thank you so much, Monica, for joining me today. Such an honor. Thank you so much. All right. All right, everyone, have a good day. And I I think I'm going to go eat lunch now. (laughs) Bye, Monica. Take care. Thank you. Hey there. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end of this episode. If you have loved it, can you do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it with me on your Instagram stories and tag me at Jacarit Davis. I would love to know what is your best and biggest takeaway from this podcast episode and how much that you have loved it. All the links mentioned in this podcast episode are linked down in the show notes. Again, my name is Ja'Kara Davis, and I will see you here next time on the podcast.